Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast today. I appreciate it. It is Tuesday today, August the 16th. We've been doing some traveling around, preaching at different places, and my my voice is working on getting better. Good night, Sunday. I could barely hang on, coughing and sputtering and just eking out a voice there on Sunday. I'm feeling a little better here today, but uh, we'll see how I do tomorrow in the pulpit on Wednesday. But I'm pleased to be here speaking with you right now, Luke chapter 7. Luke 7 in the Bible. I'll read you one verse to start, but turn to Luke 7 if you can, if you can. We'll be reading several verses there. Luke 7, 47 says this. Jesus is speaking. It says, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Think about that phrase. To whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. The person who feels they've been forgiven little will love Jesus little. But the person who understands the nature of their sin and their own desperate hopelessness without a Savior will love Jesus much. And if you today feel, Christian, that you have been forgiven just a little, you weren't ever that bad of a sinner, then it's possible you have not been forgiven at all. Luke 7, beginning in verse 36, the Bible says, One of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. I want to point out that it says, She was a sinner. Which was a sinner? It says it again in verse 39. She is a sinner. Everybody knew this lady in the city was a sinner. And she comes into Simon the Pharisee's house where Jesus is having a bite to eat with some people. And everybody knows that woman is a sinner. And it's funny that that was her identifier, a sinner. Because when you understand the nature of how God views sin and righteousness and all that, you understand that everybody is a sinner. Everybody. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, none, uh, no, not one. There is uh, none that doeth good. There is none that seeketh after God. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So, We are uh, under a condemnation because of our sin. We're a sinner by choice. We're a sinner by birth. We have sinful blood. Our parents were sinners. Our parents before that, grandparents, great-grandparents, sinners, sin, sin, sin. We have sinful blood. That's why Jesus Christ had to come and be born with perfect blood. That's why he had to be born of a virgin. He did not inherit his father's bloodline. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit within the womb of the Virgin Mary. He was all man, yes, he was all God, yes, but he had none of that sinful blood. He not only wasn't born a sinner, he never sinned in his life, ever. He was perfect, he was sinless, he was holy, and he is today. But this lady was a sinner, and she knew it. And she brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, 
and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. You know what's happening there in verse 38? One word would be worship. This sinner is worshiping Jesus. And why is she weeping? Why is she kissing his feet? I believe she's repenting. I think she's acknowledging who she is and who Jesus is. And friend, that's what it takes, by the way. If you're not saved today, it takes you understanding that you are a sinner and then coming to Jesus in, in repentance, in humble contrition, sometimes weeping, understanding that without Jesus, there's no way to save yourself. You've got to have a Savior. I think here she's getting saved. The very last verse of this chapter, which we'll read in a second, Jesus said, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. I think she's repenting here. But she's weeping. She's humbly wiping his feet with her hair and using the tears to clean his feet. And uh, uh, the in verse 39, when the Pharisee, so Simon, Simon the Pharisee, when the Simon's watching this in his home, when he saw it, he spake within himself. That means he didn't say it out loud. He spake within himself saying, this man, so he's not convinced yet, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. For she is a sinner. That's what he's saying. He's saying if this was really a prophet, this person everybody's talking about and making such a big fuss over, claims he did miracles, claims he's the promised one. If this, if this man were really a prophet, he would know who this woman is, what kind, that's what manner, that's what it means, what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. He's allowing her to touch him, but she's a sinner. And Jesus, verse 40, answering, said unto him. So Jesus always answered according to the heart, not what was said or how it was said, but always the heart. And he heard Simon, he heard his heart. Jesus answered, said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. So you understand the context here, what's going on. Jesus said there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence, the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him more, love him most? Simon answering and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. Jesus was saying to Simon the Pharisee, trying to explain to him why she was worshiping Jesus so passionately and why she loved Jesus so much 
because she understood that she was a sinner. Jesus said in another place that the Pharisees were hypocrites, whited sepulchers, full of dead men's bones. Jesus uh, was under no illusions. He wasn't falling for it that the Pharisees weren't so much a sinner as other people because we understand that in the eyes of the Lord, everybody is a sinner. Isaiah 53, 6 says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. No sinner who's been saved by the grace of God has been forgiven little. What Jesus was saying about these debtors and the creditor, the creditor grabbed these two guys, one owed 500 pence, one owed 50 pence, and he demanded that money right then, right then. It didn't matter if you could get it in a day or two. It didn't matter if you could call somebody that might uh, have something for you. He, he demanded that money right then, right then. And neither one of them had anything to pay. If it was 50 bucks, it might've been a million bucks when the mob comes for their money. Okay. It wasn't the mob, but imagine the mob pulls over on the side of the road and says, buddy, I need you to give me the money that you owe me right now. Well, if you don't got it, you don't got it. doesn't matter how much it is, but the creditor forgave them both. And Jesus said, which one is going to love more? Well, the one that understands how great the amount was that they couldn't pay. One commentator wrote, what is needed to awaken much love is not much sin, for we all have that qualification, but a deep sense of sin. You know, people who get saved and they don't think that they were ever that bad of a sinner in the first place, they often don't have that much of a love for the Lord. And honestly, I believe you have to understand how bad a sinner you are before you can truly repent. You have to understand the nature of sin. You don't have to understand everything. You got to have a childlike faith, but you have to understand that you are a sinner. And anybody will testify that the closer they get to God, the greater sense of their own sinfulness without Jesus they will feel. And if you have, if you have sinned one time, my friends, you are a sinner. That's what the Bible calls a sinner. James 2.10 says, Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Did you know, friend, that you and the addict, womanizer, drunkard on the street uh, had however many wives living in a uh, fornicating, whatever, it doesn't matter. You, anybody, just as much of a sinner as anybody else, going to the same exact hell, separated from the same God, you are under the same condemnation without the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you bristle at that, you don't understand. You don't understand sin. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but is... Uh, excuse me, is, uh, is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He's condemned already. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You see that in John, John 3, 16, we know that verse. What about John 3, 18? Without Jesus, you're condemned already simply because you don't believe. Simply because you don't have Jesus, you are already a sinner you are condemned, period. 
condemned just as much as the worst person on death row, just as much as the terrorist out there uh, in the Middle East, in a, one of those terrorist training camps, you are condemned the same way and you'd be in the same case without the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not a Christian, you can be saved today by receiving Jesus Christ by simple faith. And like the woman, you'll know from Jesus, thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. But Christian today, if deep in the recesses of your mind, you feel that you're not quite so bad a sinner as others, that perhaps it took less grace to save you, that God's lucky to have you, then you are Simon the Pharisee, a whitewashed sepulcher, a hypocrite, and you have a cold, dead religion. You need to get in the Bible, understand that without Christ, you're a wretch with no hope at all. And when you had nothing to pay for your sins, your creditor forgave you all of it. Repent of your pride. Thank God for his mercy. And you'll fall in love with the Lord all over again. For to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. But the sinner who is forgiven loveth much.